more daunting. The noise, the silence, the screaming, the threats, or just the all-out chaos in my head. I wish you could understand how deluded the smile that rests on my face is sometimes. Do you know how it feels to feel each breath deeply, but also not be able to take a deep breath? I can't find the beginning of my thoughts because they're drowning in the cataclysm of my mind. I can't see myself dwelling in the morning of my afternoon, but you don't know because you view me physically but don't see me mentally. I cry when I'm tired of suffocating in my tears. You can't see me since I hold the mirror facing you. So I can mimic your energy towards me. Can you feel it? As you just won't see it initially. As I shadow in your joy with the altered light of my pain, I mentally can't sustain this illness that hopes to infiltrate my brain. While it holds tightly to my thoughts and loathes my heart, to where I can't tell the two apart. Hello. I am mental. Diagnosis. Ill. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Sincerely Random Thoughts. I'm Valentino. And I'm British. So, today. Today. If you can't tell, we're on the road. Again. On the road again. We're always on the road. Seems like we have some of our best conversations, honestly, on the road. But this one here, we just really got to... If you couldn't tell from the piece, it's talking about uh, mental stability and mental illness. And I I feel like it's something, I don't know about everybody, but I feel like it's something that's not really talked about in the black community. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely in our community. So, it's, it's real taboo still. <laughs> One of the craziest things. But it still is. So, and what really got me thinking about it was, I mean, in the, the passing of DMX, uh, God rest his soul, you know, he struggled. He had mental problems from childhood, you know, and it's the facing your demons, but... I can't even just say demons. It's facing yourself. You know, and I don't want to hit on the negatives or anything with DMX because that's not what this is about. It's really about talking about your own mental struggles. Like, we're going to be myself and you, my wife, we've both dealt with have mental struggles. You know, it hasn't been at the point of complete mental illness, no. But we've struggled with it, still struggle, you know. And believing in yourself or like 
sitting and you think of some of the most negative thoughts in your mind and you wonder where it comes from and instantly you go from zero to a hundred with a hundred being the most negative thoughts you can put together. Yeah, some of the darkest things you could ever conceive about yourself. And the problem is nobody thinks about the term you're your worst enemy in the actual context with which it is. You yourself can be bullied, can be hurt, can be traumatized, but nothing's going to hurt you worse than the things you tell yourself. Because if we're gonna be honest about it, your brain don't know the difference whether you're telling yourself negative or positive things. Uh, so a man thinketh that he will be, that he is. At some point, you've got to you've got to understand that the things that you tell yourself, like you can start believing it, whether it's true or not, you can paint a whole nother reality in your mind just based off the sheer thoughts and dark thoughts you may have, where you may be stable one moment mentally and then all of a sudden you lose all all control all stability of what you had and you, you don't even in most cases understand how you got to that point so I I think about my my best friend because they were diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic you know, and uh, they have to have, they have to fight for control. They're in a much better, and I mean a much better place. I've watched my best friend grow for some, from some of the darkest moments to, to the brightest moments in his life. Um, and is a is a honestly an open testimony to anybody. They will help, preach, teach, speak, and even just listen to anybody that may have that struggle or anything that appears as such. So, and being the fact that I haven't fully lived in that vein, I I still try to be like there and available for anybody and not provided I didn't see them at the very beginning when it was diagnosed I was still there so I've, I've met face to face other personalities that they they have so and so, so I can say and appreciate that it's it's not at the same, at the same level, at the same magnitude, as it was. As it was. And honestly, there's a stigma with people with mental illness. Like, one, let's stop acting like people with mental disabilities are not disabled. Okay, just because a person doesn't get out of their car in a wheelchair on crutches with an appendage missing does not mean that they are not disabled, 
okay? Correct. And you assuming so and calling someone out because of that, one, is rude and disrespectful. Very. Because you don't know that person's life. And then two, um, it's very ableist of you to think that somebody has to be physically where you can see it disabled to be deemed disabled. And then on top of that, the the stigma between um, things like dissociative disorders or schizophrenia or anything of the like, these people aren't out to kill everybody. These people aren't out to, to do wild and crazy things. A lot of people's alter egos and alter personalities and alters altogether are some of the nicest beings you'll ever meet. Because I love my best friend. And every single person I look at, they have. Love. I was about to say that them and all their alters are pretty darn nice and funny, by the way. But people wouldn't know that because you automatically deem somebody who brings up that they do have something like that as some creature from another planet that is dangerous. This person is not Thanos. It's a human being on this earth that has a mental disability, okay? And the thing is that they got me, like I say, talk about my best friend, because I can only talk about what I've seen there, which really showed me their strength was when they, they called me when they were on the way to... Uh, I guess it's insane asylum. Is it? uh -huh. They called me. And just an asylum. Yeah, when they were when they they didn't feel themselves completely stable mentally, and they were able to make the same decision, and then and, and that showed me a strength that they had came to come to for themselves to be able to do that. They said, "I'm on the way, so you won't be able to contact me." Well, let me just know I'm all right because I made the decision and I'm on the way. And everybody, and and from from them, I understand everybody doesn't have that strength to make that decision. But having just having the strength to be able to tell people so they can know when to look for those moments or know when to see those moments, you know, so you can because knowing that you need to have people in your corner. Or stuff like that shows that you have more strength than you realize. Even in your mental weakness, you still have strength because you chose to be open enough and you don't tell everybody. Have your, your specific people that you can tell that to. Hey, I deal with this and there's going to be some times where I'm weak, so I need you to have the strength for me. Yeah. You know? And be patient, but have the strength for it. So I can appreciate, and I appreciate, and y'all will probably hear me say this a lot. So I try to make sure she knows. I appreciate my wife more than she realizes because she has the patience that I know in me I don't have. So she has patience with some people. You know, just what us, us dealing with mental stability for ourselves 
and having friends or family that deal with it. She has a peace and a unwavering strength that she might not know is her true superpower that I don't always have. I don't, I don't have patience. I ain't prayed for patience. I'm, but I'm trying to have more patience. I can say that. Be careful what you pray for, folks. I ain't prayed for it. I ain't prayed for it. I'm, I, I, you just said you ain't praying for it. I'm talking about these people that's out here asking God for patience. Because you don't want to ask I, for patience. I, I, I ain't gonna do that. Why would I do that to myself? <laughs> well, okay. back on the subject, though. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, as we all know, we all love and definitely we're set in awe of DMX and you know, his barking raps and his iconic songs and his label and everything. Um, but really looking back over his life, as I've read like five articles now, um, me personally, he comes up in my playlist every once in a while because, you know, we got to keep it hood sometimes. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, if you're really listening because I view music as a language and a culture. Um, music is definitely a part of my DNA and my life. And to, and to be perfectly honest, you could really hear the kind of pain and things he went through if you were really listening. You know, um, we've seen it over the years and we get all downtrodden and sad and uh, rest in peace kings and queens and man gone too soon, untimely death, but here's the thing, we've seen it in our own backyard, but as well as on the big stage, the silver screen shows so many, we've lost great people like Robin Williams and and Heath Ledger and several others, yeah. you know, Amy Winehouse, um, baby girl she was an actress anyways but there's so many guys and we look at them in all this awe and we, we stalk their pages we learn everything about them we grow up with all of their pictures posters songs music videos movies uh, radio shows all in our ears and in our eyes all our life only to realize that they're human too guys yeah. they're human too and on top of that one of my favorite artists in the world, Demi Lovato, has now started opening up about her last um, death-defying overdose and the grace of God that has kept her. And looking back at how much she personally has gone through, looking at these videos on YouTube, exclusively on YouTube, no, she's not sponsoring this or nothing, but... If you really want to know about real, what it really looks like behind the scenes in somebody's celebrity life, like, she's laying it all out there. She's not holding anybody back. Everybody's being real about it. Like, there's, there's true transparency to where you can see the humanity. She struggled with eating disorders. She struggled with uh, addiction um, and 
all these things all her life. She lost her dad. Um, although he might not have been the best to her, like, we, this is the saddest thing I've ever heard. He died sometime between Father's Day, the week of Father's Day, and they still don't know which day he actually died because he was in his home already passed away when they found him from an overdose. Wow. So, guys, you don't know what they're really going through. The struggle of having to look a certain way, be a certain way, talk a certain way, because people are always in their business. Paparazzi everywhere. They can't live a regular human life anymore. They're trying to be more, um, they're trying to be role models because that's what they were told to be. They're trying to have a certain type of image and all that stress coming from people all the time on top of what you already think about yourself is it's hard guys it's hard for a regular 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 schmegular out here regular regular like all of us out here living regular nine to fives with children whatever stay-at-home moms and all that working dads working moms stay-at-home dads whatever like don't realize that celebrities are going through that too but while trying to keep it together and people like DMX and Demi like you yeah people didn't pay attention like like with DMX they didn't pay attention like his music was so transparent was I just found out he has an autobiography uh, biography um, like book I'm gonna have to read that yeah but like his music was so transparent was. Of the pain that man really had. Like he knew struggle, he understood he it. Did. And he tried to overcome it at all parts. Love the Lord. Did. Prayed at every event, every concert, regardless if he was high or not. But you know, like he that's pray the, high and you just closer. Listen. Listen. Closer. I just view it as a we just trying to see Jesus in person. I had to go knock on this door. But honestly, being real about it, guys, you don't you don't know what people are doing to silence the voices in their head, to silence the negativity in their lives, to not feel because it hurts to feel. One of the strongest things you can ever do is deal with yourself. Because, uh. <laughs> darling, let me tell you something. I have talked to so many people, and my dream is to become a licensed. Uh, psychologists with my own practice especially for black individual people of color uh, because uh, our community needs freedom liberation uh, as a you, whole I mean what you I mean because you do it now so and she thought I was playing when I had said it like what this was like two years ago um, but it's really what we was doing but like food counseling because more people come to our house so y'all don't know, but I'm the cook. I throw down in the kitchen. I'm the chef. He is. So, he is definitely that. But she the pastry chef. She always got sweets and stuff like that. People always want to learn how to bake sweets with her. She, and, I didn't eat sweets before her, but they come over and then they go baking with her, or they come cooking a little bit with me or something, and then they wind up, you know, just talking about their guts, yeah. Bro. They do it. The beans. I've learned. The I have learned, and maybe y'all will see it one day, but I have a talk to me face. And for some reason, people just talk to me. Yeah, me too, child. 
that that one girl, she said, you look like you got so much wisdom. No, I'm dumb. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you just be wanting to turn people away because, like, ooh, it just be so much. Folks be having you crying in aisle five of Walmart. And and I, like, can't, I can't be doing that. Ooh, first of all, that's I'm black in America. This don't look good. That's not what I was here for. Ooh, and I didn't come for but, for the, all this. But, okay. I've, but I've, I've learned it's the only way I can truly help somebody is if I show you my scars more than I show you my deliverance. Mm-hmm. So, and I am still dealing every day with my own mental struggles. Now, it might not be at the level or magnitude as other people's, but I still have some. There are no small, there are no uh, big. None. Everybody's struggle is their struggle, and it, you don't put a ruler to that. None. So I'll forever tell you my scars so you can understand the deliverance. Let you let you understand that for yourself. I ain't just got to tell you. you can. And a lot of people out here real hard-headed, you know. And sometimes you got to show them how it hurt so they don't do that again. <laughs> True. But honestly, that at the end of the day, though, with all the people that have come to me, confided in me, that um, trust and care about me enough to to lay their burdens down, like... You, you hear some of the saddest, most, what? He was just laughing and kicking can with us, you know? He was just at the dinner, you know, you brought the power, blah, blah, blah. But you don't know what these people deal with at home. You don't know how much they overthink. Anxiety is a whole bitch. And that's just plain and simple. You had no other way to say that. What? Because I, What? <laughs> Ooh, I be dealing with it all the time. Listen, I'm not clinically diagnosed, but I know this ain't just me being crazy all the time. I'm one type of crazy, but I ain't too. But um, you just, you think of anxiety and you automatically get jitters. Like, it's just like you're nervous, you're paranoid, you're overthinking it. It's like, ooh. I know they invited me, but did they really invite me or did they just invite me because I was around? Or, or <clears throat> I really want to text them a, another text message, but I didn't want to seem needy or, or burden them or like I'm going to bother them. But you don't realize how much people really want you around because that anxiety is eating at you. Yeah. And because that anxiety is eating at you, you done overthought yourself into depression. And now depression's sitting there like, yo, now we just laying in bed because nobody likes you. Okay, where did we get that from? First of all, they invited me out with them, and now I'm sitting in the bed talking about I'm not coming because I done, I done thought myself into a depression. And that's the most terrible, self-sabotaging thing you can ever have, do to your I life. I have done that. Went from a high point in my day, and I was real good, and all of a sudden, one little thought transitioned me into deception destruction and listen if uh little jimmy in sixth grade told he was fat and all of a sudden here he is mad at the world with body of steel you just gotta understand how little things have altered your mind over the years and if little things can alter your mind over the years what do you think trolls on the internet are gonna do to you 
let alone a celebrity, bro. Yeah. Like, yes, they're taught to don't worry about it. There's always a hater out there, fine. But that doesn't mean it hurts any less. That's like me saying, <clears throat> don't worry. Everybody gonna get hit with something in their life. That doesn't mean it's not going to hurt. Like, like you, you act like, <laughs> just cause you said sorry, when you hit me, it didn't hurt. And no, no, I know you didn't do it on purpose, or even if you did it on purpose, it still hurt. You know what I'm saying? And you can't negate the fact that some of this stuff gets to people. They internalize things, compartmentalize things. They aren't open, you know? And I, that's one thing I do appreciate about the Gen Z's and uh, other artists that are opening up, you know, on social media about, you know, their mental health, what they're dealing with, you know, their meditation and yogas and their spiritual walks, whatever it looks like, to be more open with the public so that you can realize they're human, guys. Things you stay have meaning. Well, for the people at the level like you and me, you know what I'm saying, that are not the celebrities and stuff like that, so yeah. they can realize they're not alone. That too. Which For is sure. the biggest thing. It's like, what? Which is, again, I know I keep going back to it, but that's my best friend. He keeps trying to make sure, he wants to make sure people know they are not alone. For so sure. So I can appreciate that. And so, this is why, even when we go out into the public or something like that. Into the wild moon, y'all out there? Okay, and I tell somebody, or I ask somebody, hey, how you doing? Because, you know, that's our regular vernacular when we go out Well, to down the here in the South, because y'all Northerners be looking at folks like you got shit on their faces. Hey, let them make it. Let them make it. Well, no, I just remember when visiting New York and people was looking at us crazy. Like, you know when you can tell a, a tourist is in town, but then you stank face them? Like, don't do that. But anyways. But anyway, when I say, hey, how you doing? I actually stop and listen. Because some people will tell you now. Most part, people say, yeah, I'm good. All right, and keep going. But for the ones that actually tell you how they doing, stop and listen. You could have saved somebody's life and you don't even know it, bro. And Just I learned, listening to them. And I, I learned that the first time I went to, it was a grocery store when I lived in Washington State. And I was checking out. And I said, hey, how you doing to the bagger? And they actually went in and word vomited and told me how they was doing. They weren't doing good. Mentally, they weren't doing good. I was there another 30, 35 minutes talking to them. And so, and I know we just, we, it's like we talking at a base level on mental. So the people that are really out there struggling, you want help? Trust me, there it's it's out there. So uh, you said talked about Demi Lovato earlier, mm -hmm. and she's gotten with a company called Talkspace. So Talkspace.com. Yes, that's something that you can do because because trust me, we understand like you understand that what these coins ain't always doing mm -hmm. is being there available. True. What we're trying to be is where the money reside in 2021. And that's why Mary had a little lamb. That was mentally stable and emotionally available. So, but there's stuff out there where it's free. So, I don't think Talkspace.com is free. 
but I think it's it very, does work with you though. Yeah, I think, I think it's very I think affordable. It's, even if you don't have insurance, it's affordable for people without insurance, and that's only on certain levels. I know a lot of people are in such a dark place that they don't even want to talk to anybody at all. The crisis helpline is open 24/7. You can message them on Facebook. You can text them through your phone. You can call them and you can video chat with them whatever you need and somebody will stay in contact with you until you are okay and i went look i found a few other ones um yes so y'all he did his research or whatever I'm just trying and to um he looked up something called i prevail so huh, mini commercial break listen i prevail not only gives you access to therapists but to support groups of users going through similar situations as you all while remaining completely anonymous. What really makes iPrevail stand out is that they have on-demand lessons about how the mind works to help users understand their thoughts, behaviors, emotions, and to help them refocus and find inner peace and purpose. Now that sounds real promising, you guys. And if you know you struggle from day to day, but you're not in that dark of a place, but you know you need a little bit more stability, really check these places out, guys. And also, like, see what your insurance covers. Like, what was the one? The one on there, I think it's called Seven Cups. That was the one that really intrigued me. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, Seven Cups. Another commercial break. Hold on. This free online counseling website provides access to trained volunteers who offer non-therapeutic advice. Anyone can sign up for a free membership to Seven Cups, even teenagers who are looking for others, trained teenagers, <clears throat> uh, to lend uh, them listening ears. However, if you feel like you might need professional help, you can upgrade your membership to give you access to a licensed therapist who will offer coping mechanisms and a management plan for $150 a month. And my thing was, that $150 a month, that's a whole lot more affordable than like $150 a session. Very true. So that was my big thing. I was like, okay, okay, Seven Cups. I was out here researching y'all, like for real. So, cause yeah, cause, he was in he was in these internet streets heavy. I was, but I was like one fifty a month. That's that is, I think that is way more doable. It is. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have to turn down some Starbucks cups and do a, <laughs> li do a little bit more DoorDash and a Walmart delivery. No, and just you, put them coins to the side. But, but I'll like be one, emotionally stable while yeah, doing it. How well, about I'm like one fifty a month. You know what I'm saying? But if I'm getting the therapy that I need, I'll be more. You know inclined to do more delivery and to get some more money and some more coins. Listen, and most people don't really believe this or understand this or have even heard this, but you have the tools, guys. You have the tools to get through whatever you're getting through. It's just so many things are bogging you down that you believe that those tools aren't for you, that you can't reach them, but they're there. And stuff like this helps you realize that you have the tools and gives you more. They refine them and upgrade them and all those things and give you the the courage, the strength to step up for yourself. You got to take care of yourself first, guys. Yeah. And it's so cliche, right? Like, I hate that it's cliche, but it's for real. Like, if you don't reside in a place where you can honestly be like, okay, I'm going to do this for me so that I'm emotionally stable to handle the rest of this life I'm living. Like, bruh. Especially in the black community. Like, ain't y'all tired of being tired, guys? Like, come on. Um, so, at the end of the day, just 
recognize that you need the help, get the help. Use the help. Okay? It's not crazy. Okay? You're not crazy. Do you hear me? The craziest thing the I ever heard. The devil isn't possessing you. The craziest thing right. I ever heard was, you crazy if you get a therapist. No. No, you crazy, you crazy if, if you, you don't, don't, child. Because what... If you out here believing that Jesus made everything, the birds and the bees and the trees and the breath and the air and fire and water. Don't get me wrong. Listen, listen. I believe prayer works for some things, but I also believe what? that... Prayer that, without works is That dead. God wouldn't have created the work like for therapists and stuff like that. He wouldn't have these people in the land mm-hmm. if he didn't know it was something that was needed. So mm-hmm. we're not going to just say prayer changes everything. In prayer, you find the wisdom and the knowledge to get the understanding to get the help that you need. And that's I'm not gonna preach. I'm listening. not gonna preach to y'all, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Shoot, it's not always that you need to go to the preacher, but you need to find a teacher. No, for real. And a therapist. <laughs> Listen. Hello. Hello. At the end of the day, it's more about understanding how, if you are believing in such things. Everything was made for a purpose and a reason. Okay? Whether we know it or not, we ain't supposed to understand everything in this universe. We, we won't live long enough to figure that out well, in capacity. This body can does not have the capacity for it. Therefore, you know, understanding that there are things, people, places, things set in place for you to live the best wonderfully and beautifully made life you have ever uh, lived in your life whether you start today or not it, it's going to change your, your way of thinking to hear more positive things in your life to understand why you do certain things so that you can avoid certain stuff triggers are real guys they are um, you know and there will be a trigger warning on here because you know want to make sure people ain't ain't hurt out here and we not causing them but really tapping into yourself, yes, it's going to be dirty and ugly in there because you never want to deal with yourself. You're always throwing yourself into other projects. You're always uh, angry. You're always frustrated. You're always sad. Or you're always keeping yourself busy. You work full jobs so you ain't got to sit at home. Or you make sure you add everything for the kids so you can put all your energy into the children. Or your parents or the family or your friends or something. But you're not dealing with you. Okay? Self-care, <laughs> as beautiful as it is, this... uh pampered beauty self-care that everybody's spreading which is wonderful by the way like take care of yourself physically okay but that's not where the real work happens self-care is also self-actualization and and understanding where you stand recognizing yourself for who you are you know understanding that you are flawed but that is part of your beauty perfection is impossible so <laughs> let's find the perfect version of you and when I say perfect in that sense I'm meaning the best most peaceful strengthened wise carefree and liberated emotionally stable mentally stable and happy with where you are standing in life that you can be like who don't want that like the American dream no 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 the human dream <laughs> is to be completely free of 
all the shackles that have been put on us mentally and and uh, emotionally, you know, to move forward, to feel better about ourselves, you know, so that things like suicide and depression and anxiety don't overcome our lives. And like you saying this, it brings me back, and I think about, uh, I think about when you gotta clean up. And instead of cleaning up, you throw everything in the closet. <laughs> and then you realize you got to clean up that closet. No, it's you throw everything in the closet, you stuff it under the bed, you put it under the rug, you put it behind the cabinet. You stuff it under the cabinet. You keep the, the wash clothes in the dryer. But like, I think back to it because the darkest time in my life was with my ex-wife before you, when we separated and her and the kids moved back to Washington, I still had stuff from that relationship that I kept and carried with me and moved with me and kept putting it in the closet. And so, I would, like I said, I would bring this stuff and put it right back in the closet. Stuff I ain't using at all. And so, I started throwing it away, like piece by piece. It wasn't all the same day. It wasn't all the same week. But anytime I, I finally got into my, my groove and I really wanted to clean the house, I somehow always ended up in that closet and I would throw away one item. And when I finally got to the end of that bundle, that was the biggest break and crack that I have ever felt. I mean, I sat in the floor in the middle of that closet crying, weeping, because I felt the release of what I was holding on to. It took me four years to throw all that stuff away. Why I was carrying it for four years? Because I just wasn't ready to let it all go. Why was I only throwing one piece away at a time? Because I wasn't that's ready all to you let can it handle. all go. And that, that was that's it. a testament to, to different things. That right there shows me that everything, healing has a timeline. It does. But it is not a set timeline. Everybody's timeline is different, it's different. And sometimes you don't never fully heal. Okay? And that's okay. And which is why I brought it up. Because I wanted you to know don't feel like other people's timeline is yours. At all. And you do what you can. What you are allowed. What you can obtain. And what you can handle. Okay? He threw away one thing over the course of four years. Yours might be over the course of ten years. Eight. Some might be lucky and get it through in a year. But, and it sounds counterintuitive, but when you are fully released of something, when you are fully liberated and free from something, it's going to break you. But it's going to be the best break you've ever felt in your life. It's going to feel light and peaceful. It's going to feel like you've broken through something. Like you just blasted through a wall. And you've opened up the space and your chest is, is a little lighter. And the thing I appreciated at the end of that, I can say I was on the floor in the closet weeping. My roommate came in, in the room, because they heard me weeping. Yeah. And my roommate, my friend, was there to help me up. So understand as you go through this, 
have your key people, your key components in your life to help you up. It may not always be your family. I ain't even lying to you. Darling. You might have a, have a best friend. That's a good friend. I call it the chosen family. I have, I have a chosen family. We have a chosen family that is so supportive and so downright amazing. They are the most amazing people on this planet. They have their own problems too, but they are always there. And I'm not saying that it can't be your family. Yes, it definitely can be. Because it can be. But if it's not, make sure you have someone. Mm -hmm. Don't go through this by yourself. Trying to find mental stability, it's not a by yourself thing. And you have to face yourself, yes. But at the end of it, don't be by yourself. So for you people that are, are dealing with the stuff... people that's dealing with the stuff. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm driving as I said, and I'm in traffic, and I miss my turn. But for you people that's dealing with stuff, know that you're not alone. That you're not out here dealing with stuff by yourself. You are not the only one out of all these humans on this planet dealing with stuff. Whether it's the same thing or not, you're not the only one dealing with stuff. You are not alone. We are here with you. So continue the work or start the work in you to help you be better. So whether you started, whether you about to start, whether you know you need to start, make you the priority. For sure. So. Sincere moment brought to you by that. <laughs> but my sincere moment guys is this you are important you are valued you are brave you are resilient you are stronger than you believe you are becoming and it is one of the best amazing things you will ever experience and it's also going to be one of the most trying and harsh things you will ever experience but there are people out here rooting for you, waiting for you to make that breakthrough so they can be there for you in that time as well. And we are all here for you. You deserve to be here. You deserve to live a free and peaceful life. This world wouldn't be the same without you. This world... <laughs> Does not deserve you, but you deserve yourself, darling. Mm. Okay? Talk about it. You deserve yourself, and nothing and no one should ever take that from you. Okay? I love you. You we are love loved. You. Yes, you are. You are deeply loved. Mm -hmm. Sincere moment brought to you by British. <laughs> Thank y'all again for listening. This has been sincerely, sincerely, sincerely. Sincerely. All right. It's been real sincere. Sincerely, random thoughts. Bye, y'all. Y'all have a good one.